0: We, as men right now, become very over-dependent on the feminine. Feminine cleanse is actually healing that attachment and then being more of a loving presence to women rather than being this little boy who needs mommy's attention. Number one, you're building your connection to your own masculine by doing that. And Number two, you're being vulnerable. You're allowing yourself to release in front of people, which allows you to release shame. We create this idea or fantasy of the sex we want, of the woman we want, and none of it exists. That's why where the masturbation comes in, and porn culture. I think what The Cleanse does is actually makes that very clear that it's all a fantasy, and it grounds you much more in reality. I value who I am, and I'm doing it for myself. It's a way of saying I put myself first. Today's
1: guest is Anish Patel. Anish is a men's coach and a business owner, and he and I met about a year ago. He was a student in one of my classes, and he and I actually got to hang out in Thailand. If you follow the podcast, you may recall I put out an open invitation last year to, if you listen to the podcast, come hang out with me. He was one of a handful of guys I got to meet, a handful of people um, that way, and yeah, he's a really solid dude. It was uh, fun getting to know him then, but also... Uh, a couple weeks ago, he shared with me with this practice, which I'd heard about from someone else before called the Feminine Cleanse. Uh, it's basically a practice for men, specifically men who date women, who um, recognize unconscious negative patterns, as most of us have on, on some level. And I, and I speak about some of my own that I recognized in thinking about this subject. And this practice that I just uh, underwent over the last six months and Uh, shares about with me in this episode, is a way to unhook from all of that, from a lot of the limiting validation-seeking behavior, nice guy stuff, um, holes in confidence, and become a more complete adult human being, which is great for many reasons. So um, if you're interested in in what he shares about, I'm putting a link uh, in the show notes to uh, a program he's putting on for men in this exact practice. But listen to the episode, see if it resonates, and if it does, you know, hit him up. He's on the internet, too. All right, right now you're listening to episode 093, Anish Patel, Feminine Cleanse. The Rwando Podcast is an exploration of the unconscious and the game of life. Be sure to visit Rwando.com to get a preview chapter of my upcoming book, Infinite Play, and free access to my content library. Enjoy the show. Here we are. Uh, good to catch up. I know, I know you just said you're, you're knackered from all the surfing. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I just, uh, had some waves yesterday. They weren't that big, but I bought a new surfboard, like a hardboard. My first time on this hard, uh, seven, two hardboard. So I was oh, trying I no it. What that means, but it I sounds, know sounds it doesn't difficult. mean anything to you, but it's hard. <laughs> it's really difficult. And I uh-huh. caught my first wave. So I'm pretty happy about that. Cool. Cool. Are you still on your feminine cleanse now? I forget what you're saying. I have one more week. So gotcha. eight, eight days and then okay. celebration. big <laughs> <Cool. laughs> like Are you gonna celebrate with women or what? How's that work? So people ask me this question, like how are you gonna integrate? And I've told some friends here about this and they're like, are you gonna go prowling on the street? Are you gonna start going on Tinder? And I said, I think it's pretty much gonna be the same thing. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go actively chase. I mean, if I, I, I still interact with women and I have been interacting with women since the cleanse but it will probably be the same thing, but it will be less of a push. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of men, including myself, we were like actively chasing women, like approach, try and get the number, try and get something instead of just being and op- letting yourself be open to it. Like just mm-hmm. see what comes in and trust life will give you what you need to get. not Okay. All right, so let's just go into
1: this because uh, this is what we wanted to speak about. Uh, you know, I spoke, I think a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned this feminine cleanse. I actually did see John Wineland's video about it, about this, I don't know if you called it a feminine cleanse back in the video, I thought yeah. it was an interesting idea. Um, you know, I've been talking about, I've been talking on the podcast about trying out celibacy and I think I am going to do this for a few months anyway. So I'm curious about this. So like, what is the feminine cleanse? How'd you get into it? What's the story here?
0: Yeah, sure. So feminine cleanse, uh, I'm going to get a bit theoretical, it's, it's a way of breaking or releasing your attachment to the small feminine, which is women, because we as men right now become very over dependent on the feminine for approval, validation, um, feeling loved, feeling safe. And in my case, I really need women to feel safe. For me, it was, a f- they were safety for me, uh, like my mother. So the feminine cleanse is actually he- healing that attachment, becoming really whole and integrated in yourself, and then being more of a loving presence to women rather than being this little boy who needs mommy's, mommy's attention, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's about growing into a mature man. And, um, yeah, it's a lot about going into your shadows. A lot, of sh- a lot of dark stuff comes up. A lot of rage comes up. That- but in practice, it's more than just celibacy. It's,
1: like, not even not even flirting, right? Like, as flirting gets gives you, like, a, a validation hit and you can, like, kind of leech off of women. Like that's the idea,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, look, I'm going to say this. John Wyland and me are very different. John Wyland says, don't, like, you look at the woman, you get your coffee, you don't, don't do anything, you quickly go. So I don't believe in that. I think that's suppressing any type of impulse. So you can let the impulse come up, but you just become an observer to it so you observe oh i did get a dopamine hit from that oh i did start flashing my eyebrows oh i did do that you make a note of it or you make a note in your mind and then you notice it and you notice the high of the dopamine hit and then the low when you don't get the dopamine hit and you notice how that levels up so for me right now it's interesting because about 2 3 weeks ago i was talking to two girls i was out surfing and there were two really cute girls and We just had a conversation and I was very open, but I remember we just talked and they were flirting with me. But then it's interesting. I started talking to my surf instructor. So I literally just left and started talking to him. Like I was like, I enjoyed that, but I'm going to go now talk to him. So I wasn't forcing myself to stay in that. And I noticed the energy coming up and I welcomed it. And then I let it go and I went to whatever I need to do next. So in a way, it's a much more healthy way to manage the energy rather than saying, oh, I'm flirting, suppress it. Because that will create an unhealthy pattern. And I think a lot of red pill guys do this stuff. They say, oh, women's the enemy, avoid them. And that creates an unhealthy relationship to the feminine. So what I'm saying is you can allow it to come up you can even enjoy it. You can notice the dopamine hit and then try and take control of that and move back to where you need to go or what you need to do. And the dopamine hit will get less and less. You'll get less of a need for that validation and approval. Um, not saying that it goes away. I mean, it's, I still have it, but it's much less than it used to be. Um, I mean, you could do it for one year if you want. <laughs> it's a long time, but... I think at six months or 90 days, it can have a huge impact. And, and what, have, what have you noticed in yourself? So for me, a big one was shame. A lot of shame was released. I remember, I think it was after week three or four, the first stages was rage came up and then after the rage subsided, a lot of shame came up and I, I really got to know what shame really felt like. Because there's a lot of people talking about what it is But I literally felt it in my body so for me it felt like it felt like sludge it felt like slime in my body in my skin under my skin um, in my general area a lot of a lot of a thickness of it and I released a ton of it and for me I used to think oh I'm an introvert because I used to feel very uncomfortable being around a lot of people a lot of times and I was like oh it's just how I am introvert but what I noticed after doing this, I, f- I felt comfortable being in the presence of people. I even felt what they felt, you know, because I'm, I'm empathic, but I felt, oh, no, but I'm good. I can stand here and I can be in my own skin and feel good. I didn't feel this like, I don't know if you, if you know what I mean, but you, you can feel sometimes contracted where you don't really completely feel comfortable in a group of people. So for me, that was the shame. That was the that energy that locks you in, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I because uh, I, I I feel that way actually. Still, I mean, you know, and um, one thing that made me interested about this was noticing. Okay, aside from sex, like obviously sex is obvious, but like um, making women laugh makes me feel good about myself, or making yeah. you know a flirtation, even if I have no interest in sleeping or I'm, or I'm flirting over a text message with someone in a different country it's like a way that i bolster my self-esteem in some way it's like oh yeah i mean it would be nice to be free of that and then um but then i think about i think about like social situations i haven't been and i've been having a lot of dreams about this lately i haven't had sex in two months so i I think my you know my, my subconscious is kind of reeling but i've been having dreams where i'm recognizing that i've like sought out women largely to get respect from people Cause I'm not, a, I'm not a party. I'm not a, I'm not a gregarious guy, but when, when a group of people know that the hot girl's with me, they respect me and I was like, oh, okay, now I'm cool. And so like all of this stuff, I'm like recognizing myself. I haven't actually done this yet be- beyond just not having sex for two months, but like, you know, okay, this is something very intriguing here about being self-sustaining or, you know, Robert Glover says like self-so- self-soothing as opposed right. to needing women to laugh at my
0: jokes to like feel good. Yeah, yeah, that's totally right. Yeah, because that's, that's sort of, yeah, the dopamine here. Yeah, when you make a woman laugh or when she flirts with you or she gives you attention, you feel that, oh, yeah, I'm the, I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, feel all that, you feel that uh, strength. But, yeah, what the feminine cleanse does is, like, no, you already have that in you. You, you can be yourself. You can even be a dickhead. If you, not, I'm not saying you should be a dickhead, but if you're pissed off one day, and you just want to say shut up you can say it because that's just honest Mm -hmm. and nothing wrong with being angry and saying to a woman shut up because sometimes you're just pissed off or you could say you're really pissing me off and i'm not saying i'm perfect at this stuff right now I, i mean i still have nice guy stuff going on i still have approval seeking going on but compared to before i can enjoy myself for myself i don't need to make the woman laugh if she doesn't laugh or she's not interested i'm like Okay, cool. But I do, I go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So it's all about being your own person, being free from that need. And then it's, it's liberating because you, you also become very clear on what you like and what you don't like. So like, this is another thing, because it's interesting. You mentioned uh, making women laugh. I wanted to do certain things like play guitar. And then I asked myself, well, why do I want to play guitar? And I was like, oh, to woo women. Because, yeah, you like, you're a guitar player, so you seem impressive. But I said, do I really want to play guitar? I don't give a shit about guitar, man. Like I, I like surfing. That came out of the cleanse because I had a dream since I was a child to do that. But I was too scared to do it. I didn't, you know, I had so many limiting beliefs about that. And through the cleanse, I moved to a town right on the edge of Portugal. And I just started doing it because I said, all right, this is what I want and that's the true authentic nature was coming out because i suddenly took away one chunk that i was wasting a lot of energy on women i mean i was i would probably say 80 percent of my thoughts were on women 80 percent of my thoughts yeah
1: yeah yeah it's uh i mean it just seems like a an attempt at purity (laughs) or authenticity because so many people i mean this probably goes beyond women but like um this need for validation. But yeah, I mean, guys who have like mother complexes are hooked on feminine or dependent on women. Of course, they're, they're, their behavior is modified uh, to make sure they're still getting approval from mommy or small feminine or however you, however you put it. Um, one thing that I, I was curious about is uh, you know, the way that, I've, well, I've only heard you and John Weiland speak about it, is that this seems to be a thing that works for guys who get laid. The,
0: the feminine fans?
1: Yeah, because like a lot, a lot. I mean, for a guy who's not getting laid, I can see like, it's like, it's one thing if you, if you eat too many donuts and you need to stop eating donuts. But if you are starving, you have no access to donuts. The idea of saying, stop
0: eating donuts, like, you know, you know what I mean? Good question. It's a really good question. I mean, I'm going to say openly, yeah, I have been with a lot of women. So for a guy that hasn't been with a lot of women, would it work? Now, this is the problem. If you're doing it to get laid, that's the problem. Um, (laughs) Because it's not about getting laid. What it is, is to say to yourself, I value who I am and I'm doing it for a higher purpose than than myself. You're doing it because I'm doing it for myself. It's it's a way of saying I put myself first. Because what a lot of men do is they actually put women first or they put other people before themselves. So for a guy who hasn't had a lot of experience for women, I actually say it would be better. It's actually better because in a way they haven't built this addiction up. Cause when you sleep with one woman, you like you said, let's use a donut example. You have one donut and you have another donut. That addiction builds up because you've got the taste of donuts. You're like, I want more donuts. And the more donuts you eat, you're going to have a addiction because you're building up, Neural pathways. You're building up more beliefs about wanting to eat donuts. So if you've slept with a lot of women and you're compulsively going through that pattern, going on dates, going on Tinder, going on having sex, you're just going to want more and more of it. It's going to spin this, the wheel spin faster. I, I mean, I can I can buy what you're saying,
1: and I actually I, I think I agree. I, th- I think for someone who, especially someone who hasn't been with a woman in a long time or maybe never, there could be a lot of freedom. Because typically, almost every guy who's not getting laid, it takes up a lot of his brain space, right? Like he's swiping on Tinder, he's getting frustrated, he's being shameful, he's not getting matches or whatever the situation is. I just think it's a very hard uh, idea to get a guy to accept who's not getting laid or who hasn't had experiences. Um, I think it's a, it's a, for a guy who hasn't been with a woman in a year, to tell him he should spend a year not trying to get laid, I think it's very hard. Like the starving person, like, don't worry about money for a while.
0: I mean yeah it is difficult I mean there was a guy when I was in Robert Glover's one of his groups there was a guy who he was married but he hadn't been with a lot of women he was uh, very sexually experienced and he was um, he was saying you know maybe I should go out there and experience more sex and he actually ended up doing the feminine cleanse and I, I'm surprised he did it because I thought, oh, he probably needs to get more experience. Maybe he needs to, because him and his wife were talking about open relationships, but he did the feminine cleanse. I think maybe because I did it, I sort of gave him hope in that area. He did it for three months. It changed his life with his wife, his whole fucking career. He ended up getting a promotion. He ended up, uh, now, he's, now I think he's going to quit. He's going to do his own business hmm. because he did the cleanse. It just, it broke him free. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's easy. Look, I've been with a lot of women. It was f- fucking hard for me. When my therapist recommended this, it was actually my therapist that gave me the idea. I was terrified. I was like, what? how the hell am I going to do this? I spent 20 years of my life with, going for women. It was, it was a big chunk of me. And now to say, look, you can't be... It's, like a, it's killing your identity in a way. Mm-hmm. So... I think I think for guys who are uh, yeah for these guys maybe try a month and see how you feel and see the one yeah. percent improvement. See what happens for one percent. But I think you should yeah. do. Um, I don't think it's, it's as simple as saying hey, just stop doing this. You've got to cultivate positive patterns and positive behaviors. Like I know you do qigong qi and Tao and all this stuff. It's good to do to cultivate new practices, uh, which will take the place of the old patterns, and that will make you feel stronger and much more confident in yourself and you might start realizing, you know, you know, I don't need women as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. Yeah. And, and actually maybe
1: just for like I like guess, softer framing of this. I mean, even when I'm coaching guys who haven't been with women in a while, our first month is always focused specifically not on women K- kind of for the same reasons, because whatever, whatever their needy behaviors have been obviously haven't worked anyway. Um, and, you know, yeah, you have to find yourself first and your center first. Um, but one thing that was interesting for me is that um, I, I, as I started thinking about, like, these little hits, right, I think John Wineland shared that video, like, the, getting the breeze to smile back, these little hits. I was noticing, you know, I, I still do the polite smile, not in a sexual situation, but, like, the, the polite smile with strangers, especially strangers that I want to like me, like here in Thailand, I want Thai people to like me so they know I'm not an obnoxious American. And I do like the fake smile a lot. And um, even that, even that is a behavior that is inauthentic of me that I wanna drop. Um, And I'm like, well, this is like another little hit. It's not exactly feminine cleanse, but these are still ways I'm not being myself. And it'd be nice to have a validation cleanse almost, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's another, you could do a cleanse on the validation. Like I think the feminine cleanse actually does cover it all even if you're trying to get validation from men and i have that with teachers or authority figures i want to get validation approval from teachers and i at the same time i fucking hate their guts (laughs) because like because i have a polarity with that but relate to my father So you could extend the cleanse, I mean, to other areas and other things. I mean, in my cleanse for one month, I didn't have coffee and I didn't have any sugar. I cut it out completely. Mm. And then one other month I cut out Facebook. So I think for a month, yeah, a month and a half, I I shut off my Facebook and Instagram. That was huge because um, I I was getting so much of a hit for validation on Facebook. Yeah, you know. That seems like an obvious thing to, uh,
1: yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I just think for anybody getting rid of your social media is such a good thing for your life. And and actually, you know, so for a long time, you know, I have been thinking about this idea of digital minimalism. I've cut down a lot. Periodically, I'll go on Instagram and post a lot. Then, of course, I'm getting likes. So I'm checking the likes. And then, of course, I'm getting messages. And like, I realized only only recently, or I admitted to myself only recently, how much of my Instagram exists to meet women because I'm, I'm, i mean now that i'm being celibate uh i'm like i really have no interest in instagram like it's like i kid myself a little bit before that was partly for my business which is a little bit true but it's like man i really just like if, if, if i'm not doing that like
0: man um it's just it's just leeching it's just dopamine yeah well it's like fantasy really facebook and social media it's just fantasy i mean even women in general um, we create this idea or fantasy of the sex we want, of the woman we want, and none of it exists. And that's why, where the masturbation comes in and porn culture. And I think what the, the cleanse does is actually makes that very clear that it's all a fantasy and it grounds you much more in reality. And it really just says, well, life is actually quite simple. Hmm. And it's not... You don't, Okay.
1: Uh Have you ever seen the video of uh, Louis C.K. the comedian talking about sadness? No, 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 I'm seeing it. Okay, uh, maybe I'll, I'll add it in the show notes to the podcast. It's like it's one of my favorite clips, like a five minute clip. We're basically talking about like phones have taken away our ability to be a person, which is just like sitting and letting emotions hit you, which is what would happen to people periodically before uh, before we had these smartphones stealing our attention.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. We're living in a little isolated bubble. And uh, yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that Louis C.K. There was a, I saw this BBC article where she was talking about dating as an addiction. And the guy was swiping on Tinder and Bumble and all this stuff. And she said, can you stop using it? And he goes, oh, no, I can't stop using it. It's like, I need it. And he actually stopped using it for a month. And I think he said, oh, yeah, my health improved. My, my, I'm meeting more friends everything changed by just Mm -hmm. stopping this behavior wait that was about louis ck no 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 that was that was the bbc article but it was uh very similar like this type of culture of being on phones and right being completely yeah i'm curious i want
1: to go back to the 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 porn stuff because like what did you do with your lust like because there's 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 the dopamine seeking validation seeking like we could kind of like I think that's easier to identify maybe maybe not i don't know but then like there's also just your raw like your body's desire what what did you do about
0: that or how did you good question process this is a Good that? question. so i've been doing i, I studied with man tech chia uh because i know you did as well in uh early in jian and he has a lot of techniques about moving sexual energy up um it's interesting When I processed all the shame in my stomach area and my genital area, what seemed to happen is that energy in the sex area started moving up my body in the front. So I didn't need to do any techniques and specifically to move it up. I just had to remove a lot of the shame and anything blocking it uh, lower in my... And (laughs) and how
1: did you remove that shame sludge stuff?
0: uh, Somatic therapy. Uh, spending a lot of time meditating on it, feeling into it, uh, dropping into it, and um, exploring it. Um, and I'll I'll reveal this here, obviously, because you know this is the first time I've talked about it. Actually, one of the things that came up in my cleanse, I think it was even three weeks into it, was I found out that I was uh, sexually abused as a child um, at a very young age, and a lot of my dysfunction was coming from that. And um, I'd done a lot of somatic work before, higher up in my body, but I never got so low in my body. And I knew why because it was a lot of that uh, trauma was stuck in my uh, lower region. So in a way, I was cut off at the hips. Mm-hmm. And my therapist called it a hip, hip pelvic split. So you're you can feel the, the upper part of your body, but you don't feel the lower part of your body. Mm-hmm. And um, that, because I stopped this compulsive habit of chasing women, I actually got time to actually face the trauma and to process that. And a lot of that was blocking my sexual energy to come up. So I was compulsively masturbating. I, was comp- I wasn't doing porn, but I was more, you know, compulsively masturbating, I was, I was chasing women a lot. I, I pretty much had a mild sex addiction, I would say. I had a mild sex addiction. So for me, it was mainly processing that, that shame in the lower region, um, any blockages in that area, a lot, if there's any rage to process that. And a lot of the sexual energy can naturally move up after that when there's no blockage. So that was very helpful for me to work with the sexual urges. Sometimes, yes, I had periods where I was like, fuck, I really need, I need sex or I need to fuck or I need to wank or whatever came up well, I would basically um, spend 10 minutes just you know going to myself feeling the sexual energy and enjoying the sexual energy um, and letting it come up naturally I think that's a huge part of it like really just enjoying it enjoying I think you told me this to enjoy if you're feeling horny just enjoy the the horniness
1: mm-hmm.
0: or ground it ground the horniness out that was another thing that was huge like feeling my legs feeling my feet on the ground when I was feeling very horny, I, I noticed that the, the urges would drop because it was just grounding it out, grounding all the, the, the energy that was like making me want to do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about loneliness because I think
1: you mentioned that and I you know I notice when I do get those, when I see kits from women, like usually on, I'm doing this because like on message or whatever, it's always later at night for me when I'm like I feel like I wasn't quite stimulated during the day and I want to flirt before I go to bed like it's kind of like you know like some people have a nightcap and maybe that's their way of you know uh experiencing the feminine like I that's and I notice that if I don't get it right if I tell myself not to do it I feel I do feel like some level of loneliness it's like maybe 30 minutes of loneliness before I go to sleep um what was your experience with that? And, and I'm sure many men experience something like that. If they actually go on this cleanse.
0: It's a really good question. Uh, loneliness is a huge one. I, um, yeah, instead of, yeah. Cause I did what you used to do. I used to message a lot of girls just to get that hit, flirt, all that stuff. I, I would listen to music. Me personally, I listened to music at night, like really, not crappy pop music, well, I hate pop music, but really um, maybe instrumental music. I used to listen to really, really good music at night before I slept. Or I would read certain books like poetry, which would get me to feel. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Pablo Neruda. Mm -hmm. Like his books, um, he wrote 100 love poems to his wife who died just reading his poems would fill me with love Mm -hmm. and that would counteract the loneliness because loneliness is the feeling of separation that you're alone you have love you're you're unlovable and then but when you start reading things like that stimulating yourself that makes you feel love you you don't feel that loneliness anymore you can be in your own presence and feel that feel that um, wholeness Yeah,
1: Yeah, because I think this loneliness and lust. Actually, I think uh, lust is often, or loneliness is often mistaken for lust. I've talked about this on the podcast with like porn addiction and stuff. Like, a lot of guys jerk off not because they're actually horny, but because they're they're feeling separate or lonely or frustrated, and it's a way to medicate. Um, So even for someone just with porn addiction, this could be huge. Actually, the way probably most guys
0: get their feminine fix is probably porn it is yeah that's a huge one or you know yeah facebook or instagram Uh, the other thing i was going to mention to you the other thing about that's really good for loneliness was uh, walking in nature like if you have the ocean or for the forest or um, a park just going walking in this nature place is really good for loneliness because you're the idea of the cleanse is actually to release that attachment to the small feminine and really Build your connection with the greater feminine um, and that creates that openness. You've, because how can you really be, if you think about it, how can you really be lonely? I mean, right now there's like a million people outside. There's so much noise, there's trees, there's birds. You, the truth is you're never lonely, you're never alone. So it's just an idea, yeah, that I need to fulfill something in me or my, my inner child needs to be fed. Um, and that's another thing we've got to talk about as the inner child, but that's essentially the truth, but the, 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 loneliness itself doesn't really exist. If you look at it, it's not really true. It's just because a part of you needs nourishment in a way. And, um, oh, this was one other thing I used to do if I did feel lonely, because when you start checking into your body, you're going to start noticing parts of you do need touch will need caressing. So you can caress yourself. You can, you could. I sometimes, in my solar plexus. If I feel this pain or I feel lonely, I I soothe myself. I just stroke myself on my chest, and then I'm, you know, reassuring that like, you're safe, you're here, you're lovable. I'm love. I love you. So you're giving yourself that love instead of seeking it from the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it sounds like it. Uh, like almost being your own mother for, in a sense. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a really good book I've been reading called the inner child workbook. Uh, I think it's by Catherine. Oh, I don't know what her name is. Catherine Taylor, I think. And she worked, I think for 40, 50 years on her inner child. And she was saying, you've got to nurture your inner child at different stages of development. So you have like, you have the baby, you have the infant, you have the toddler, you have the teenager, and you've got to nourish every part of those stages um because they all have needs they all have uh things they need to express and through the cleanse you can start working with those parts of you Uh, and that makes you whole because you're you're no longer held back in those Mm -hmm. stages of development
1: yeah i think yeah this could be almost all of my female friends complain that their men turn them into their mother I mean, it's yeah. just a common, it's a common thing that you hear from women a lot. And I can see this being, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, I could see how this could be a way to counteract the, the mother complexes that so many guys have. Yeah, It's a really be I, whole and not need it, like to not have a, not have a, even a, a stomach for the donuts that she's giving. So like, you don't need it anymore. And it's great. She yeah. Stay as a lover.
0: Yeah, you become much more present. You become a real man because you're not like, like... You love her, but you don't need her. So it's different. You're like, look, I'm here for you, but I don't need you. And that's powerful. That's real love. I mean, saying, saying I love you, but I, it's because I need you, that's not really love. That's, yeah. that's like some attachment thing. I don't know. And um, it's funny you mentioned the mother thing. Cause my ex... I did exactly the same thing. Like we were dating at some point and then I was, I even openly said to her, you're like my mom, this is not right. And I'm not blaming her because I knew it was with me and um, we ended up breaking up, but I needed to take time for myself to figure out what was going on there. Cause I knew, I knew I was in that relationship because I needed her security. I need security from her instead of having the security in myself which is really what it's about. It's about having that security, that love, that you, you can stand on your own two feet, that you can, you can take care of yourself. And then when you have, your bucket is filled and you have love in yourself, you can give love to the feminine. And, and this is what Robert Glover said to me, which blew my mind. I was like, whoa, I didn't even think about that. He goes, the masculine is there to give love to the feminine not the other way around. The feminine is the bucket that needs to be filled and the masculine is, the, is already filled up and he's, he's overflowing with love and he's giving love to the feminine with his presence. It's not about him trying to get love from her.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I wonder about that because... Uh... Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, can, I, I, mean, I, I could probably see context where movie that's not true but i think that's fine as a model and i think it's actually a more useful model than this idea of taking which i think is the point of this feminine clown stuff
0: yeah it's, it's giving to give yeah it's mm-hmm. giving to give and not giving to get which i was doing a lot is like really trying to give and then but i wanted something back so sort of yeah thing.
1: it's something i discussed i was actually on the last podcast with a guest or talking about celibacy you know i, I lately i've been realizing that I, some part of me likes uh, seemingly doing the opposite, right? Not where I'm becoming a child to my girlfriend, but like I'm becoming her savior, but really it's also another insecurity coming out because of, oh, she depends on me. Then of course she's with me, you know, like then I'm always going to have that, you know, it's kind of a way of claiming someone on some level still driven by insecurity is the point and um, it really be full. Because I, I look at like some of the weird relationship decisions I've made. Of course, they're always because I feel some sort of wound, right? So yeah, to really fill yourself. I mean, I guess this, this goes for everyone, men and women, to be able to be full and enter a relationship as a whole person.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing because you attract something that's in you. And I, I'm not going to say this for you, but this was true for me because... Uh, shortly after I found out about the sexual abuse I was dating women who had been sexually abused Mm -hmm. a few of them and I'm like why am I attracting all these women who've been sexually abused and then I found out oh okay that's why because they're always a mirror they're always showing you something that you need to look at and um, it's a useful mirror you'll be like okay that must be something going on in me once you attract someone healthy and whole it's then you know that you're at that point and um, yeah. not saying you should never have relationships again I mean they're just a useful indicator of where you're at I think they're yeah. really good to see that yeah um,
1: can you say more about so what, what is exactly the great feminine to you
0: <laughs> the ocean now right now it's the ocean because um, um, for me For me, it's just anything that's greater than me. Uh, So the other thing that came out of my cleanse is um, my service to humanity. And um, I'm doing a lot of work with men now, which came out of the cleanse because I realized that a lot of men are, you know, going through a lot of these challenges and I have a lot more love for men. Um, I had a lot of insecurity about other men and a lot of fear. Now I I have... It sounds like you're less competitive and like more fatherly almost yeah i was a little boy before i'd be insecure oh he's better than me and he's getting more he's getting laid more and or whatever but now i'm like you know i'm like you know he's it's just a guy like me who's got problems and um yeah, i really like to you know support them and help them out and a lot of that energy's come up since the cleanse i've sort of helped a lot of men go through that help them to release a lot of stuff and uh I'm really happy when I hear their stories now. Like that didn't happen before, before I'd be like insecure about it. But now when I see that they're doing really well, I'm like, I'm so happy he's doing good. That's, that's how it should be for all of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: I talked about this recently on on the, just an episode on the King archetype and like, uh,
0: I think it's a necessary
1: uh, turning point for people. Like you start your journey for your own selfish problems, which is natural. But if, once you get to the point where you're whole enough, if you don't switch your problem-solving mechanism to other people, you almost always go into hungry ghost behavior. Like if, if you've gotten laid enough to not feel lonely, but you still seek getting laid, you're only going to go, it's inevitable you're going to go into addicting, addictive behavior or separating behavior, as opposed to reconnecting to the collective, which only can come through service.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's why it's self-destructive all these like these behaviors and giving back to humanity that's another thing if you're doing a cleanse you will notice you start wanting to give back you will start doing stuff it might not be men's coaching it could be helping animals or helping old, old elderly or something i mean one of my dreams now is to perhaps at some point go to india and help children in it, who are being, who are on the street in India or maybe are being sexually molested in India because there's thousands of kids. There's some horrible shit going on down there. Um, so at some point next year, I probably will go there, maybe volunteer, but I would like to open a school there to help them out. So that's a strong, that's a strong goal I have that I want to do next year. But before I had none of this, I didn't realize any of this. I was more stuck in my own small needs my own, you know, all these little wants that I wanted. So,
1: yeah. Hmm. I'm curious, how do you feel about your future now? Has has anything changed in that respect?
0: I, I feel, I actually watched one of your podcasts. I've got to say you were an inspiration in a way because you wrote something, you, you had a podcast about money once. I think it was about money fears. Mm-hmm. And you said something which has been growing in me already. You said about faith in the future faith and it's like no matter how shit things might seem right now or if they do get shit that there's always life will always find you the right path it's always gonna it's gonna put you on the right path so i have a business right now and sometimes at times i stress out about money or i stress out or where's it going but i always know at some point i'm never. life is going to take care of me and so i I have faith in the future. I have faith in whatever life gives me. And yeah. Glenn's taught me a huge thing about that. Cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was actually thinking about the same thing when you, when you said something about, when you said it about serving, serving other people, like it just becomes the natural uh, impulse and it becomes like a self-fulfilling or a, it becomes a positive cycle where it feels better to serve and then you feel safer the more you serve. So you don't have to worry anymore, you know? It's like opposite no. the opposite of addiction. Um, cool, yeah. man. Well, I'm glad we spoke. I mean, was there anything else? I think you said you want to say something on the inner child. Was there anything else you wanted to
0: Oh, yeah. Inner child work. Yeah, I was saying, um, yeah, so for any guys that want to do the cleanse, I would recommend a somatic therapist, uh, someone qualified. I, I have a lot of knowledge in this area, but I still see a therapist who knows about inner child work. So, As you mentioned, uh, Ruan, you mentioned um, the mother complex, like a lot of men treat their their girlfriends or wives like mothers. That's because you're probably not developed. Your inner child is still held back in a certain development stage. So a therapist, a good therapist will help you nurture the child so it can essentially, it, it transmutes and it grows and you release it. And once you release all those parts of you that weren't, given what they needed, you ended up becoming more and more whole. So a, a good somatic therapist can really help, help you nurture the inner child. And I, I could say in this work, it's everything. I think that's the key part that will allow you to move from this immature boy to a man. So.
1: Yeah. And uh, I know uh, both you and John Wilden suggest uh, support from other men, like men's groups and stuff. Um, yeah yeah and you have you have something coming up for this specifically right feminine cleanse. yes so
0: basically yeah this is really important i was going to say to a lot of guys out there when you do the cleanse get a therapist and get men's support and so you mentioned about the horniness and if you have the urge to go to porn instead of doing that you can reach out to a friend reach out to a guy a friend you trust who you feel safe with and if you're feeling a lot of grief come up, it's good to have a group of men you can be vulnerable with and share that emotion with. Uh, because number one, you're building your connection to your own masculine by doing that. And number two, you, you're, you're being vulnerable. You're, you're allowing yourself to release in front of people, which allows you to release shame. So I, 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 I don't like releasing my emotions in front of people, especially men. But for example, the other day I was having a lot of grief come up. So I called my buddy Vincent, who I trust, and he's really skilled. And he, I, I let my grief come out in front of him. And I just cried for 10, 15 minutes. So having a good solid group of friends, of guy friends, or even if you have one or two guy friends who are at your emotional level or higher is really, really important when you're doing the cleanse because they're going to... They're going to bring you up because that's what you want to do. You want to go to a higher conscious level. If you're hanging out with PUA friends, no good. Because they're going to drag you back down. They're going to bring you back to old patterns. So I would say in effect, just ditch these guys or have a break from them for a month, one or two months. So other guys chasing women, doing validation, because they're not going to like, they're not going to like you doing the cleanse. Because when I started doing my cleanse and I told certain people, they were like, why are you doing that? Don't You're, you're crazy. Like, they were fighting me against it because they didn't like the idea of it themselves. So mm-hmm. tell people you feel safe with that you know are going to support you and have a good accountability group. And um, me and Vincent for Get Real Brother, we're going to create like a mastermind group for the cleanse. Um, it's going to be think 10 guys max and we're going to do weekly calls where we can discuss all your challenges your slip ups give you tools how to manage the cleanse and if you need any if you've got any questions or you need to just share it's a good space to do it so we'll hold like a very very safe space for you guys cool and it uh starts in september is that right so it starts beginning of September. We're offering two programs. One's a self study course with videos where you can get tips and uh, advice from the cleanse and different tools. And then alongside that, you can sign up for a mastermind where you can get the support live with me and Vincent and we'll guide you through it. And that will go on for, you can either do it for a month or you can do it for 90 days, depending on how cool. long you want
1: to go. Cool. Well, we'll have links to that um, in the show notes. Cool, man. Well, it was great to catch up and, and hear about your perspective on this. Um, you're going to be in Portugal the rest of the year?
0: Well, I live here now. I signed the one-year wow. contract. So, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. this is where I want to be. Uh, I might come to Asia. I might see you there in Asia, maybe end of the year. And um, then I'll see, we'll see where it goes after that. I was actually oh, thinking about going to Sri Lanka, maybe cool. uh, in November. But let's see with COVID, what's going on yeah. with that yeah if uh, if travel is possible i want to be
1: in your part of the world in march uh, hopefully uh spain or something like that but we'll
0: see we'll see what happens i'm letting go of expectations this time <laughs> have faith have faith in whatever happens it'll be right. the best all right man Amen. thanks thank you so much for having me on the on the show yeah likewise this is great